This old-time radio program was originally aired live, long before the advent of high fidelity. As a result, you may detect an occasional surface noise or volume drop due to transmission problems so common to old radio. We hope, however, that any variance in audio quality will not take away from your pleasure in listening to this, one of the all-time favorite shows. Good morning, welcome live from the gated community. It's a bit dark today, it's a bit dark, a bit drizzly as well. It's that wet rain. How are you? Welcome. Isn't it funny? I played this on Friday and it's a Lou Grant theme. And the main act, one of my t- favourite TV programmes of all time, Ed Asner, who plays Lou Grant, the grumpy curmudgeon editor of a t- local TV radio, a TV news show. And he passed away. I loved that show. Commodionally, um, commodionally main characters. Jack Reagan was, wasn't he? He was commodionally. Yeah, he was. Uh, I've got, um, I've got a bit of a thing today about um, TV themes, uh, earworms, or something in the eye today. Eye, eye, in the eye today about. Uh, these uh, TV theme tunes that stick in your mind and the ones I've asked they've played or they asked I think it was classical radio people they asked you know the posh people and they've come up with some weird ones there's only one in there I recognise it would be an ear worm or whatever it's called uh, excuse me if I'm a bit tired today I was away at the Do Ron Ron Disco I was doing a, a set at the Reading Festival this weekend oh yeah I didn't tell you about it because I knew you'd inundate them with tickets. All the tickets had gone. Yeah, I was at the Redden Festival. Yeah. I was able to catch some of the live acts as well. Oh, man. It was great. It's a bit wet again. But it was on and off wet. I was in the uh, the hexagon stage. I was in the, yeah, it was in the hexagon stage. They put the do run run. I'd had uh, Barbara and... Frida, uh, my disco dancers, uh, were there. We'd reunited after 20 years. And they don't look a day older than 50, but they were great. The costumes needed letting out, but they were fantastic. Yeah, we had a great time at the Redden Festival. Uh, do you want to hear? Uh, well, yeah, well, I would imagine you would, wouldn't you? Everybody would want to hear what happens at the Redding Festival. Yeah, it was great. Um, Oh, it's Ronnie, by the way, it's Ronnie Barber, uh, live from the Gated Community. Ronnie Barber's fully formed on Vague Radio UK. Uh, love it while you can, that's what I say. And if you can't love it, wear a condom. Um, I don't know where that came from. No, it was great. The Reading Festival, the Do Ron Ron Disco had the full light uh, show up as well. The, uh, the the strobe, I had the strobe going. Oh, the strobe, these, you know, the people... Uh, we had to move a couple of people out because I forgot about the whole epilepsy thing. But that, that was a part, that apart, it was a good night, uh, a good good show. I was on for uh, was on for a couple of hours, um, and it was. But the other acts, I was able to see catch the other acts. Oh, Stormzy was brilliant. Stormzy, oh man, he did uh, um, Beatles medley uh, as well. He did a kind of rap version of. Uh, uh, Sergeant Pepper's one, it was great, uh, he did that. Some of the other groups there that were, oh, you would have loved, you would have, I wish you'd come. We could have had a great time together. There was, uh, who else? Oh, Biffy Clyro, he was there. Oh, the Bifter, oh, I love the Bifter. He was there, he was, uh, just had a great time. He was, well, had a couple himself. Uh, Emo Rapper was there. Emo, yeah, Emo Rapper, uh, he was there. He was good. Uh, different costume this year, different costume. Uh, sequences and everything, sequence. Uh, but I liked it. He was good and he was rapping like only emo rapper can rap. Who else was there? Oh, Post, Post Malone was there. Yeah, the Post Malone. Yeah, they were there. Decked out in the Royal Mail kit. Brilliant. Post Malone, his backing group were all the, well, the, the miniskirts on with the, uh, the but it's good. Uh, the Post Malone, oh man, some of his... Tunes were just out of this world. The guitar solos. Oh, I've never heard guitar solos like it. Uh, and then I went over to the um, square stage and I saw Catfish. Oh, they were great. Oh, the Catfish. 
Have you ever tried? Oh, if you get the chance, go and see the catfish. They're brilliant. They um, they were they they sang about uh, they sang about whiskers and the catfish. They did that, and they were talking about their fins being a bit weird. Uh, then I went and saw it over in, in the um, uh, the semi-round, the oval. It was the oval stage. Uh, disclosure. They're a dance duo. They're like a rap version of uh, Fred and Ginger. And they were just fantastic. You have no idea. They rap while they're dancing. <laughs> Don't get Liam Gallagher was there. All right. He was there. He was just moody. He was just the same moody. But he did a lot of the classic Oasis things. I think we should just tell, I, I felt it saying to him, because uh, we're an after-show party and everything. Um, I felt it saying, you know, just, just go and, you know, you're, you're singing all the Oasis songs. Why don't you just go and sing them and rejoin with, uh, with no, just do your whole thing with no. But he was, uh, who else was there? Uh, Baby Queen. I love the Baby Queen. Yeah, Baby Queen. Uh, she, was, she was great, very small. Well, she's a baby. Uh, Ashniko, Ashniko. Oh, you've got to see Ashniko. Oh, he he was great. Ash, that's his first name. Ashniko, and uh, he was great. He was he was kind of grungy, garagey, and grimy at the same time, which was just amazing to to, to hear that combination. I've never heard it that way. Um, Kenny Hoopla, Kenny Hoopla was there. As well, Kenny Hoopla, what a joy he was. Does the thing with the hoop, the, yeah, the hula hoop. And he throws out hula hoops into the audience while he's doing Kenny Hoopla. Kind of uh, jovial. Uh, uh, the girl in red was interesting. She was great. She was good. I don't know why she's dressed in red. It, to be fair, it kind of mixed a wee bit up with Post Malone because he was dressed in the royal male colours. Uh, and then girl in red as well, they, 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 that whole thing. And then, of course, Jerry Cinnamon. Oh, Jerry Cinnamon was there. You remember smoking cinema? Cinnamon. I remember uh, when I was a wee boy smoking cinnamon. And, um, well, I didn't smoke it. The, the, all the big boys were having it. So I had a, a but it was horrible. But that was, that was like you're smoking cigars, smoking cinnamon. Uh, there. But I've got to say, the Stormsmeister, he was on it like a rubber bonnet, wherever that is. But he was just brilliant. The way he can just turn an audience, uh, you know, putty in his hand, putty in his hand, the audience there. But that when he did the Sergeant Pepper and then he, uh, Gloria Estefan come on, surprise guest. She only did the one song, but she was brilliant as well. And, oh, yeah. I didn't know that Stormzy can juggle as well. He's juggling while he's doing the, the rappy thing. Just brilliant. Uh, whose birthday is it today? Oh, yeah, this is something I didn't know. I'll play, I'll play this. This is the opening tune today. I'm going to play Van Morrison, which I didn't know. Van Morrison's, uh, he's a sir. No, I didn't know that. And he's Sir Ivan Van Morrison. He's Ivan. I didn't know he was Ivan. Of course, I thought the van was somebody, I thought, you know, it's rentals. But he's Sir Ivan Van Morrison. Uh, he is today 76. So happy birthday, Sir Ivan Var... He should have been there last night. He'd have loved the, the red... Da, 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 da. He would have. Sir Ivan Van Morrison. Ivan Morrison doesn't work, does it? Sounds a wee bit Russian. Jackie Wilson said it was written tea. Kind of love you got knock me off my feet. Let it all
see the um, the uh, Extinction Rebellion people uh, to try to they did something yesterday. Uh, the uh, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll discuss in a second what Extinction Rebellion want. All right, because I think we should. Yeah, um, the Extinction Rebellion activists blocked Tower Bridge with a van and a caravan. It's a nightmare. Get you stuck behind it. You should put a tractor in there as well, Mrs. That would have done the whole thing. Uh, yesterday, as part of the fifth wave of protests, it's the fifth wave. Oh wow! I wonder how many people have got infected with Extinction Rebellion. Is there a, a is there an antidote? Is there a like at this year's weekend today? Right. Referring to the landmark as the world's most famous bridge, the group tweeted, "Tea party is off to a joyous start." With a beautiful pink things, with beautiful pink things, come and join us. Well, I say that's put me right off right away because I, I I'm not a pink fan. I like Torelia stuff, but I don't like it. You know, I like that one. Uh, don't change. Uh, you know that one. You, you know the one I'm talking about, don't you? I like this from Pink. I like I like this one. Pink. Pink. Uh, oh come on! They, no. no. Why is it with Spotify? They never give you the one you really want. Uh, please. Oh, what is the truth? Oh, come on, Pink. Please don't. Oh, oh, please don't. Do you know anybody know that? Can you just text me? 07849453. Pink. Um, oh, it's. Da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-da-da. Pink, please. Pink, please don't. Please, uh, please don't. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Oh, not, not effing perfect. Oh, right. Uh, don't leave me. I, I'll be with you in a second. We'll talk about Extinction Rebellion. And we'll find out what they want. I tr Trust me. Uh, don't leave me. Pink. Uh, pink. Is it there? Oh, yeah, this one. This is the one I was talking about. This is the one. Hang on. Oh, there's a hum there as well. That's the wrong one. Good tune, this, isn't it? Like this. How many times have I kicked you out of here? Or said some Thanks, Pig. Uh, we, we don't need you the full thing. I was just uh, illustrating the point. Oh, hang on. There's, there's the primitives kicking off. Hey, primitives, leave it alone. This is because Pink came on before them. They get that way. Anyway, uh, tea parties off to joy. Start with beautiful pink things. Come and join us. Demonstration Demonstrators had teapots branded deniability. Deniability. That's a Pun, I think, on the word deny and tea. A denial tea, you know. The Metropolitan, the Metropolitan Police seemed to just kind of stand back. Uh, in Greece yesterday, there was a, like anti-vaxxers was out and they fired, uh, they, they had the whole rubber bullets and gas and water for the anti-vaxxers. They fired, <laughs> they don't mess in Greece, do they? You're an anti-vaxxer, have some of this. Sticks that. The Metropolitan said uh, 11 people were arrested during yesterday's protests, including at Tower Bridge, after 34 people were held over separate demonstrations on Sunday. The events are part of the group's impossible rebellion, which began last Monday. Activists held an overnight protest at the Science Museum to oppose its part partnership with the oil giant Shell on an exhibition called Our Future Planet. Five people have put their arms through the railings and glued their hands together. I hope they're using sustainable glue. Because I don't, yeah, who makes the glue? Yeah, I'm with you. I, I see where you went there. Who's making the glue for the Extinction Rebellion people to, to, with their hands? Five people put their hands through the railings and glued their hands together to avoid damaging... The, what? The museum. Oh, fair enough. Uh, six locked their necks against the railings. Right, okay, that's got to be a problem, isn't it? That's got to be... With it, yeah, they, I, have a, I have a funny feeling the neck's got something to do with breathing. I think if you put something around there, it can cause constrictions. The group's fifth wave of disruption is expected to last all week. The group wants the uh, capital's financial institutions to divest from fossil fuel fuels. The Met called the blockade of the Tower Bridge unreasonable. Right, what do they want? What is extinction? Well, we know that. What is it they want? What do they want us to do? What are their rebellions? Right, the government must declare a climate emergency. Haven't they done that already? I think that's happened. 
the UK must uh, legally commit to reducing carbon emissions to net zero by 2025. How are we going to do that? A citizen's assembly must be formed to oversee the changes. Okay. Right, that, so that's what they want. Well, that, that's it. So there you go. Uh, this is what, why they're doing the protests. Uh, the government must declare a climate emergency. The UK must legally commit to reducing carbon emissions to net zero. My dad, emissions on, you know, when I was at Reading Festival, I had a couple of uh, kebabs. Oh, lovely. Uh, but later on in the night, I had, I had one of those tents. I had one of those collapsible tents that collapsed during the night. It was very nice. It just acted as an extra sheet, really. Uh, the UK must legally commit to reducing carbon emissions to net zero by 2025. And a citizen's assembly must be formed to oversee the changes. So that's what they want. Uh, Fiona Bruce is in the paper today. Uh, all working mothers worry that they do not spend enough time with their children, Fiona Bruce has claimed. She's in the housekeeping magazine. I don't to read that. I'm not sure about Fiona Bruce. I'm not sure. I, whenever I see these, and I know what I was like uh, you know, to produce, and I often wonder what these people are like. What are they like off air? Are they nice to work with? You know, are they screamers, shouters, swearers? Uh, anything, uh, this is a, the papers there, I must oil this seat sometime. Acting schools are a waste of money, says Oscar winner, Hulk Hopkins. Not Mary Hopkins. Those were the days, my friend. No, it's Anthony Hopkins. Students aspiring to be the Knicks or Anthony Hopkins should avoid wasting their money on acting schools run by egotistical failed performers. That's why I never started my uh, radio academy. <laughs> <laughs> How to be a successful radio academy and stay out of work for years on end. Join me now. For £3.50, you can be the worst radio presenter in the world. Oh, okay, Chris Payne just said, contact me on the face. Uh, why don't they go in with water cannon and these Extinction Rebellion lot? We're just too easy on. I, th I, think, I think there's an issue though, uh, Chris. We can't use water on the Extinction Rebellion because that would be unsustainable. We've got to think of the climate as well and the water shortages, uh, Chris. I think that's the reason. Hopkins, who won his second uh, Oscar this year for his portrayal in The Father of a Man, or The Father, which is a, of a man suffering, good film apparently, I haven't seen it. I saw some rubbish films over the uh, weekend when I was uh, not out clubbing. You know, when I'm not, uh, there was a, a film theatre thing and one of the, I think it was the blue stage. Um, uh, so he said, he said that people should be aware of being told what to do by self-appointed experts. Thank you. Don't waste your money, he told. Don't, oh, don't waste your money, eh? That's his Welsh. Don't waste your money, he told GQ magazine there when asked about acting schools. They're field actors that set themselves as gurus. What if it's a guru guru? You know, when you want to be a guru, guru, do you have to go to a guru to, for them to say, right, you're now a guru, you're an official guru, so you can be a guru? How far do the gurus but go back? This is one of the reasons I left the National Theatre. Me too. I left when I, I, I tried to, uh, you know, I wanted to show them my bottom. Uh, you know, in Shakespeare, you know, Midsummer Night's Dream. I had renowned Ocalake Academy. We did a production of uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. And my bottom was talked about for years. And it still is. Whenever I go back to Ayrshire, uh, the, uh, the people there, they just go, Ronnie Barber, bottom. They just got that. I think that's what they say. That's one of the reasons I left the National Theatre, who had a particular director who was very picky. And that's one of the reasons I should be angry. This, is, uh, this is, was in the days of my of raging paranoia. I want one director. You ever speak to me like that again, I'll punch your face in. <laughs> I haven't heard that for a while. I'll punch your face in. Obviously, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> he's 83. Well, he's 83. Well, you don't, just don't go punch somebody's. Hopkins, who has been given a legend award by the magazine. See, that's the other thing as well. I have no, I have no recognition. I get angry at Polytechnic. I get my degree there. Before it became not one sort of mention about my, you know, my, my effect on the radio industry, not recognition at all, nothing. Not even Ocalette Academy. Saying, so, you know, famous DJ can go from one song to the next and then hit the travel on time. That's well worth some kind of doctorate, some, some kind of recognition of skill. 
there's a very well-known actor with an acting class here in Los Angeles. He's the star of the show, and all these other students sitting around paying their fees, and he's the star. He's on stage with them, interrupting them, being rude to them. No, you don't do that. Good on. I like, I like him. I like Anthony. Do you? Yeah, I like him. He's <laughs> Radio UK, Ronnie Barber. Oh, this is, uh, what do you mean? Oh, wait. Oh, right, that's Arlene just joined us. Well, I suppose she's been there for a while. That was the Primitives. Yeah. Good song, by the way. Uh, You're with... This chair is blooming squeaking this morning. Uh, Right, I'm just working out who I'm going to play next. I've still got to talk about these uh, TV theme tune earworms. But here is the other news. See what I mean? It's just really... Why has it started squeaking, do you think? What's your theories? There's my... Pen drop. I'm just at that kind of... Well, it's when I've been partying, you know, when the, the Reading... Fe- I had paracetamol one as well. I don't mind saying. And I think there was Benicol was passed around as well. Little tubs of Benicol. So I had Benicol. So, you know, I'm happy. My cholesterol's really low. I think there's Calplan. Uh, Is Calplan? What's it? Calpol. Calpol. Calplan's a different thing. Scientists have built an inflatable prosthetic hand that can be controlled with the mind and is 20 times cheaper to make than existing varieties. Inflatable prosthetic... At least take that on board for a second, everybody. Somebody's working on prosthetic hands, and especially, have you seen the Olympics? This? Oh, man, it was great. Sarah Story got another gold. She's going to become... I think she's going to get the third gold and become the, uh, uh, the highest uh, awarded. Highest medalist uh, in the Paralympics. The Paralympics have just been fantastic. The stories are great, are real people, real excellence. Anyway, this uh, this hand can be controlled with the mind, and it's twenty. T- the, the thing I've got about the controlled with the mind. What if you are not that clever? You know, I go to the pub sometimes. In fact, I saw them there with the Reading Festival, and I didn't. See, I saw a lot of people I didn't think were very clever. So how are they? If they need a prosthetic hand. And they're not very... How are they going to control it? Because they can barely, you know, pull their pants up. Though some of them didn't bother. Some of them didn't bother pulling their pants up. <clears throat> the device can pick up electrical signals coursing through a wearer's arm. When they imagine making a fist with their absent hand, for example, the prosthetic picks up the muscle signals and makes a fist. When I used to do uh, the EEG stuff, and I did EMG, electromyography. 
And you, it was actually to test if people had MS. And you can work out um, sometimes with, well, most of the times with MS, the uh, signal uh, slows down. The electrical impulse that goes down a nerve slows down with MS. And we used to measure that, and you could, you could tell if somebody had MS. The inflatable hand can perform at least four types of grass, making a fist, cupping the palm, pinching two fingers together, and pinching three fingers together. During the test, wearers were able to pour juice from a, a carton, zip, a, zip up a suitcase, and well, good luck with that. I've, I've got a, one of those computer bags, and it's rubbish to zip up. Researchers at the Massachusetts... Oh, right, stroke a cat. And why stroke a cat? Why can't... See, cat people are everywhere. Stroke a dog and shake hands. Researchers at the Massachusetts Institute of uh, uh, Technology, MIT, said neuroprosthetics were usually uh, built around medical skeletons with electrical motors that can be heavy and rigid. I used to work with somebody like that, heavy and rigid. He, in fact, he was the one that didn't want me to put in a, a, um, a, a demo, to, well, in a, a, a show in for an award. He didn't want us to do it, and I didn't, and I won the award. I stuff you, mate. He didn't last long. I think it was about six months, and then they get the bullet. Well, I don't even work with six months. <clears throat> well, he wanted to run a music station. He didn't want to run a, a, a what's his name, state? a talk station, but he went... <clears throat> The models are balloon-like fingers made of soft... Man, we were talking about balloon-like fingers, uh, fingers the other day. What were we talking about? All oh, right, that was right. The Prince, uh, Prince uh, um, Andrew... Going to Pizza Express in Woking is an unusual thing for me to do. He... Uh, that picture it's, uh, supposedly shows him and uh, the, that lady, Guafri. Guafri. Uh, it said... Somebody said that his, the fingers you can see in that picture are not chubby enough. Andrew's got big chubby fingers like his dad. His dad gets sausage fingers, doesn't he? Is it his dad? No, his brother. Uh, the model was a soft uh, balloon, uh, balloon-like fingers made of soft stretching material with segmented fibres running through them, similar to articulated bones and actual fingers. Researchers compared its appearance to that of the squishy robot in the Disney film Big Hero 6. Instead of motors, the fingers are controlled with pneumatic system to inflate and bend the figures. Figures. So this, this is what gets me about the world. These are these are clever people, aren't they? Uh, to, and the, the pneumatic system uh, to inflate and bend the figures to the desired angles. The required pump and valve can be worn near the waist, making the hand much lighter. The hand contains materials cost about five hundred uh, or three hundred sixty-four pounds. Compared with 10,000 for materials and a motorised hand, it weighs eight ounces. Thank you, clever scientists. Uh, who else have we got today? Oh, well, I'll tell you what, it's somebody else's birthday today. It's Glenn Tilbrook's birthday. Hang on. It's Glenn Tilbrook's birthday. Uh, Glenn Tilbrook, where is it? I've seen this. Glenn Tilbrook. Yeah, singer of the squeeze. Singer of the squeeze. He's 64, the same age as me. And look at how much success he's had in his life. He must look at me and go, I wish I'd, I'd done as much as Ronnie Barber's done. Anyway, I'm going to play this with Squeeze. I love this song. It's a great song. 07849453587. Were you at the Reading Festival? Can you remember what I did? I bought a toothbrush, some toothpaste, a flannel for my face, pyjamas, a hairbrush, new shoes and a case. I said to my reflection... Church and steeple, the laundry on the hill, billboards and the buildings, memories of it still keep calling and calling. But forget it all, I know I will. Tempted by the fruit of another, tempted. 
Aye, aye. Uh, North Korea seems to have restarted its main factory. What's the factory going to make? Uh, enriched plutonium? No, it's actually warheads. Uh, so he must have a nuts. Because I was wondering about this, because, you know, they, they start making re- enriched plutonium. And there must be a time when you've got enough enriched plutonium, or can you ever have enough? You know, is it one of those things where you go, no, let's start making nuclear bombs. Have we got enough plutonium? Not really. We could do it just a bit a bit longer. Shall we leave it a bit longer? Hey, it's uh, Vague Radio uh, UK, uh, where we talk about plutonium, uh, enriching it as well. I don't know how you enrich it. I think there's icing involved. I think you do something like that. I think you put icing on it, uh, and uh, it kind of makes it enriched. Um, anyway, uh, the International Atomic Energy Agency, the IAEA, describes signs that the uh, Yongbyon nuclear reactor, which has produced ingredients for the state's warhead, has re- uh, apparently been given, has been pro- uh, processing spent fuel. Ah, so spent fuel they're doing. Oh, I see. Here we go then. It's all about your spent fuel uh, from the nuclear reactor. Uh, so in- making it into weapons grade. Plutonium. Well, I mean, that's clever. Uh, we've just gone from somebody inflating the hands uh, for helping people with it, you know. Uh, if the assessment is correct, it is the first time the five megawatt reactor has been used for almost three years. Well, it must have been something. I think it was the um, Brexit. Well, that's what Kim Jong-un said. Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong-un. I think that's what he said. It's Brexit. It's caused the it, it, supply chains for, uh, you know, uh, nuclear uh, reactors. It's rubbish now. Used to be great before Brexit. Uh, Kim Young could just go down to the store and get some. <clears throat> uh, if the assessment is correct, it is the first time the five megawatt uh, reactor has been used for almost three years. It would represent a further setback to efforts to achieve nuclear disarmament. Remember when uh, Donald Trump went and got, oh, I love this guy. I love this guy. He's a great guy. He's a great he's a guy. He's short. He's short. He's a great guy. Following Donald Trump's fruitless summits. Uh, you don't want a fruitless summit, do you? Fruitless summits. I like a fruity summit. At least put that fruitly, fruity summits. <clears throat> Uh, the Democratic People's uh, Democratic People's Republic of Korea's nuclear activities. I don't think they are democratic, by the way. Don't say this too loud, or I don't think they are democratic. Just saying. You may disagree with me. You may be a big fan of the Kim Jong Un. <clears throat> uh, continue to be a cause for concern. The I E A E R O I O E O R said. Furthermore, the new indications. <laughs> Of the operation of the reactor. Yeah, put this in for a demo. Yeah, this is perfect. Uh, furthermore, the new indications of the operation of the reactor and the radiochemical... Ronnie, you're doing a serious story. Don't laugh. Furthermore, the new indications of the operation of the reactor and the radiochemical laboratory are deeply troubling. The continuation of the DPRK's nuclear programs, a clear violation of the relevant UN Security Council resolutions and deeply regrettable... People who don't give a stuff, uh, Taliban and Kim Jong-un. I think we can put that into, can we wrap that up? Um, next story I've got for you today, a very important story. Um, a cow in a car. No, it's not a, it's not a new uh, sort of uh, advertising slogan. One car stood in a queue for a McDonald's drive through in Wisconsin. Uh, sitting patiently in its back seat was a cow. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about cows' faces. I used to wash cows' faces. Yeah, I was supposed to wash their udders, but I ended up washing their faces because I thought that's what you did. The farmer said, "Wash their face. Just wash the cows ready for milking, and I wash their faces." Well, you know, when you're giving them milking, you want to be clean, don't you? You want to you want to freshen up before you get the uh, your udders tugged at. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've tugged some udders in my time. I'll tell you. Jessica Nelson grabbed her phone to record the scene at Marshfield in a small city three hours' drive from Milwaukee. Uh, looked up to see a cow in the car three ahead of her. Three ahead of hers. I thought it was fake at first. Who puts a cow in a Buick? Then its whole head moved. She posted the whole video with the caption, A whole freaking cow. Tell me you live in Wisconsin without telling me you live in Wisconsin. 
The uh, cow's owner saw the post and contacted Nelson. The family had just bought the calf and two others who were lying on the back seat. <laughs> Isn't this great? One commentator uh, was unsure about the possible. We've had to haul our calves in the back of cars. And a truck back in the day, they wrote. This is how you know it's central Wisconsin. Fair season, said another. How do you imagine that people get power? Well, I imagine there are sort of hierarchical systems that have been preserved for, through they generations. Get power by being voted well, in. Well, you That's say how that, Jeremy. Get it. You like can't it. even be asked to vote. <laughs> if you brilliant. can't be asked to vote, why should we be asked to listen to your political point of view? vagueradio.co.uk uh, This is a fully formed live from the gated community. Um, 
Right, Nature Notes. This is from the Times today. Uh, this is somebody, I don't know who it is, but this is somebody who decides to give us a wee snapshot of the sea, uh, not the sea, of the nature uh, thing, which I quite like, because uh, it's got an interesting phrase in here. It's got an interesting turn of phrase. I love a turn of phrase. Though some of his earlier paintings weren't as good as the other ones. A frantic buzzing issued from the long grass bordering the path. Parting, this is the Nature Notes. Parting the stems revealed a red-tailed bumblebee queen in the act of coitus. I think that's coitus. Sex. It's having sex. Though I don't think when bees do it, I don't think it's sex, they think it's getting on with it. It's not, you know, that I don't think bees get any pleasure from it. I don't think so. I, don't, I, I can't say definitively that they will. Um... But I think it's just, they, they get on with it because it's what they're supposed to do. In actual fact, that's what probably we should do. Forget about the pleasure uh, of a, of the sexual act and just do it and procreate like you've never procreated before. I've got all my sperm um, uh, frozen now. It's really cold when they do it. though. It's, it, 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 it numbs you for a bit, but it's fine now. It's all, but it's all frozen down there. I just have to wear kind of stuff around it. <clears throat> anyway... Um, Red-tailed bumblebee queen in the act of coitus with a much smaller male, which she was dragging around like a bag of heavy shopping. Well, that's not nice, is it? After the male's sperm has been transferred, he seals it in with a sticky material that can make more than a, take more than an hour to harden. I don't know how that feels. Yeah, I, but the uh, the old Viagra does the trick. In less than an hour, to be fair. I would never. T I don't think I've ever had to. It would be the afterwards, because it lasts for ages. You'd be walking around trying to do you know, dodge the doors. To attract a queen, males fly in the circuit of several hundred metres at treetop height, depositing pheromones on prominent depositing pheromones on prominent prominent twigs or branches. Topping it up, if it rains, only one in seven males will make it successfully. So it, it's all it's worth all the effort. Oh, but drag, she drags the, the mail around like a bag of heavy shop. Sexist bees. So, yeah, exactly, sexist bees. Uh, do you want some science news? And then we'll talk about earworms, t uh, radio, a, TV a TV show, earworms. Cool to, be, uh, cool to be kind. BBC joins forces with academics to study impact of kindness. Good. I, it does make you feel better when you do something. You know, I even think like waving. You know, when you drive you, you, you wave uh, to somebody just to let them through or something, or just, you know, just to wave and say, thank you very much. And that, it makes everybody feel that wee bit better. I mean, just some miserable, you know, miserable gets around, let's be honest. I, I hate it when you give somebody the right away. Go, on you come, and they just drive like they're the queen. Yeah, I, I was just driving through here anyway. Well, yeah, you're in a smaller car than mine. So, you know, good on you. <clears throat> Uh, no act of kindness, no matter how small it is ever wasted. Aesop said in his fable of the lion and the mouse, one of my favourite fables of all time. It's a favourite fable. Fabulous favourite fable. Two and a half thousand years after the Greek storyteller's death, the BBC, in partnership with academics, today launches a huge public science project aimed at increasing our understanding of the role that kindness plays in our lives. The kindness test is a questionnaire devised by psychologists at the University of Sussex, 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 to explore uh, people's attitudes towards kindness and designed to uh, gain new insights to help inform a rapidly growing field of study. Oh, so kindness is uh, rapidly growing. Although most people would probably uh, uh, say they have a good idea about what it means to be kind, there's been relatively little research into kindness, the researchers said. They want to explore how people's attitudes might vary across different uh, groups and how kindness might relate to health, well-being and other social and psychological differences. Questions in the test include what someone's last act of kindness was, where it took place and who was responsible, as well as questions about the workplace, neighbourhood and community. All right, so the BBC doing it. All right. Professor Robin, Robin Banjari, great name for a scientist, uh, who is principal investigator in the research and the BBC Radio 4 presenter and author Claudia Hammond. Did she, did her dad, it was her dad that did the organ? Aye. Yeah. All right, so she's, she's, she's an author now. 
You would think she wouldn't have to work if her dad came up with that. Just a thought. Uh, they've done the kindness test on Radio 4 this morning after 9am. Well, if you're hoping to uh, to be kind and listen to that, you've missed your trick, everybody. It's It's been on. Somewhere beyond the sea Somewhere waiting for me my lover stands on golden sand and watches the ships that go sailing somewhere beyond the sea. She's there watching for me. If I could fly like birds on high, then straight to her arms I'd go sailing. It's far beyond a star, it's near beyond the moon. I know beyond a doubt, my heart will lead me there soon. We'll meet beyond the shore, we'll kiss just as before. Happy will be beyond the sea And never again I'll go sailing Just as before Happy will be beyond the sea And never again I'll go sailing No more sailing So long sailing Bye-bye Big Radio, Ronnie Barber here on Big Radio UK Live from the Gator community has it stopped raining yet? I've got to go for a coffee. I need a, I need a Starbucks. I think I may be addicted to Starbucks. I think, yeah, I think that's going on. Uh, this is the last one today for you. Uh, seen the programme. This is from the iPaper today. Seen the programme. Caught the year one. TV theme tunes enjoy a life beyond the confines of the start and finish of the programme. They are composed for. A classic FM Radio Times poll has established the nation's favourite. Listen to this. Inspector Morose, number one. Number two, the Oneidon line. Remember, this is classic FM, okay? Downton Abbey, Wolf Hall by Debbie Wiseman, uh, Band of Brothers, uh, Van de Vok, which is the best ever. Uh, if, you know, I like to do uh, tunes for horse riding. Van de Vok's perfect for riding a horse. If you've got a horse and you're thinking, I need to go for a wee, uh, it's, not, it's not a full-blown, you know, run. It's just a wee trot. It's a trotty. Um, hey, I'm back to work tomorrow. I'll miss this. At least I'll have Saturday to look forward. Oh, Arlene, bless you. You're going back to work. You're back to school. Is it going to? Happy Tuesday. Um, I love it. It's been a good show. Is that you, Carol? I think it is you, Carol. Yeah, thank you, Carol. Yeah, it's been a good show today, hasn't it? Um, uh, uh, so, yeah, um, Game of Thrones, Wolf Hall by Debbie Wiseman. And, and, but Downton Abbey's in there is a is a theme tune that everybody is an earworm. Hang on, I don't know if they... Well, the words the earworm in that. They did say though. Uh, this is definitely uh, my favourite uh, one for riding a horse. Uh, Arlene, you know, I remember we talked about riding a horse. 
Oh, car just went past. Here we go. Now, imagine you just get your uh, stallion out. You haven't got a saddle on because you want to go bareback today. Just for one day, just bareback. See, so you can trot to that. Now, that is a wee bit of an earworm, let's be honest. That is earwormish. But Wolf Hall, let's see this. Wolf, how's this actually going to be? Uh, Wolf Hall. Debbie Wiseman, okay. I'm sure it's a good tune, don't get me wrong, but it's a earwormy. It's not films and horses, is it? I'll, I'll, I'm going to have to... Oh, right, another text just come in. Uh, <clears throat> yes, it is you. Uh, thank you, Carl. Let me know you're there. So, Willful, that's never, is it? That's never. Um, Inspector Morose. This was the one that's at the top of the list of earworms uh, for the classic uh, FM people. Classic FM. Easy gig, that. Long music, no words. Just turn up, bit of travel, and then tunes that are seven minutes long. The only hard thing is you've got to say Shostakovich. Shostakovich. Uh, this is Inspector Inspector uh, Morose. Uh, Inspector. Inspector. Right, this is the... Now, this has got a wee bit of earworm about it, hasn't it? It's got... It's got... Morse is spelt out on... See, that's... I don't know if it is, it's earwormish. Um, here's my favourite. Um, I think this is this is probably the best uh, earworm. If you're talking about TV themes, this has got to be up there, hasn't it? The most effectual top cat Whose intellectual close friends get to come and see Earworm, yeah, but I don't know if the classic FM people will have got, yeah, top cat. I mean, you can't put that in your if you're a classic FM person, you're not going to put that down in your, your list of favourite tunes. <laughs> hey, thank you for your company today. Um, anything else to tell you? Uh, transfer deadlines finished tonight. Uh, you know, midnight. Um, the Scottish Parliament goes back. Anything else? On this day. In 1936, Elizabeth Cowell became the first female television announcer in the BBC test transmissions for the Royal uh, for the Radio Olympia show. Show. Sure. I got slightly breathless there for a second. Well, I'm there. Uh, okay, that, that's it. Uh, if you want to email me, it's Ronnie at vagueradio.co.uk. If you want to get in touch with me on Twitter, I think I'm on there as Ronnie has issues. Though very, I don't really go much to Twitter. Um, I'm not doing much social media at all these days. I'm too busy trying to do stuff. Trying to make my life that wee bit easier or more interesting. I'm going now. Have a good day. Wear a mask. Keep your hands to yourself. And I'll see you tomorrow at nine. Au revoir.